So in case you missed it on the last episode of Brown Coffee, Black Tea, we invited our good friend Joelle Daniels for a conversation on fatherhood. However, this quickly turned into a discussion about fathering communities during these challenging times, having the language to express yourself, and placing love at the center of it all. Honestly, y'all, we talked about a whole lot of Black shit. So if you haven't listened yet, make sure you go check that out. But for now, I'll get into this week's episode. Oh my goodness. Hey, (laughs) y'all. Welcome to another episode of Brown Coffee, Black Tea. It's your girl, Sabrina. And it's your girl, Ty. I know y'all are probably like, they come in laughing on almost every single episode. (laughs) What the hell are they laughing about? And honestly, y'all, we don't know. We, behind the scenes, we just (laughs) be over here doing a whole bunch of crazy shit. I don't know. (laughs) It's just like the icebreaker that we need to start. Yes. Yes, I'd agree. Basically. (laughs) And a lot of times we're trying to laugh off the technical difficulties we're experiencing before we actually start recording. So listen, thank y'all for still rocking with us. Yes, because (laughs) recording remotely, it's a little difficult sometimes. Like we be on the phone for probably like 30 minutes to sometimes an hour trying to make sure that everything is okay before we get going. But here we are. Yeah. (laughs) So, anywho, I know y'all probably have also noticed that we've been kind of quiet lately. Um, if you follow us on social mm-hmm. media, you've seen that we've been quiet there. Um, you know, grateful to still be releasing our episodes every two weeks. Um, but it's been a lot going on. And I know a couple of episodes ago, y'all got to hear us like kind of just unpack it all, you know, going through COVID. Um, fighting systemic racism, <laughs> you know, it's a, that's a lot of work. So we've just been kind of taking a break. Yeah. And so like Ty said, you know, we've been finding that it's just really important to tune into yourselves. If you need to take a break, if you need some time to rest, do that because it's necessary for your body. It's necessary for your mental health. And we honestly, <laughs> when I say Ty and I be on the same page, y'all, there are days when we know, like, we should probably be working on UP stuff, but neither one of us will text each other. Nope. Or if we talk on the phone, <laughs> we will not bring it up because we <laughs> literally are just like, okay, we're taking a break. And I can tell by the person's voice or I can tell by our mood that we're just not here. Nope. And I think that's one thing that has been truly helpful for us to just listen to because it's so easy to get caught up in, like, oh, we need to be posting every day. We need to be paying attention to this news outlet and this hot topic. And, um, you know, it's just a lot. It's a lot of pressure on us. It's a lot of pressure, I know, on um, quote-unquote creatives and influencers and whoever to always be performing. But I don't know. For Ty and I, we've just realized that we just got to take breaks and the thing is, the people that will rock with us still going to be rocking with us when we get back. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> and if not, <laughs> and if not, well, thank you for the time you did spend. <laughs> but, but I think just like in keeping. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say just, you know, in keeping with like 
the idea of just resting and taking a break and decompressing, you know, Ty and I actually decided to take a road trip to the South. (laughs) So I can't remember, (laughs) we may have mentioned it before, but I basically left New York, went to DC to spend a week with Sabria. Um, And then from there, we were just like, all right, we're going to take a road trip down to Alabama. Um, Mm -hmm. but we ended up stopping in South Carolina first, um, to see my granddad. Yeah. And then went to Alabama. So it was a lot. And I think, you know, from our unpacking episode, we all told y'all that we had done our first protest. Um, and it was a lot, especially during that week that was just going on in the media. And so I can remember feeling there's something about going home to the South that just feels so um, comforting almost. <laughs> I, yeah, it does. It was just like, you know, in South Carolina, my anxiety like started to feel a little better, kind of. Um, y'all, when we got to my granddad's house, me and Sabria went like on a cleaning frenzy in his kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> most times I love to clean um but that like kind of gave me some anxiety (laughs) but um and the thing is it's like if you know anything about okay if you've been around your grandparents you know any older folks you know they love to keep stuff oh my for years (laughs) for years (laughs) (laughs) so it's like one exciting you know great for us to be there and like cleaning up the house but also kind of wild because we were finding old spices from like what was it 2008 I want to say that the oldest spice that we found was 2008 and y'all it became a game for us like we were sitting there (laughs) (laughs) I was cleaning I was cleaning another part and Sabrina was cleaning the um seasoning cabinet and she was like guess what year this this was in and so we, it just became a game for us. And I'm just like, yo, I was like 13 then. No, I was 15. 15 in 2008, right? How old am I? I was 16 in 2008. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so I was 16 in 2008. And I'm just like, I'm pretty sure I was here the summer that that was probably bought. So <laughs> it was a little crazy. But I, I kid you not. Um, me and Sabria, I'm pretty sure like, you, you know, from, from DC to South Carolina, we could feel the energy. Like it was just a lot going on, but I kid you not when we stepped foot in Birmingham, Alabama, I don't know what it mm-hmm. was, but I just felt so much better. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think like before we left DC, like the week before, I think that's when I took off. Mm-hmm. Is that when I told, talked to my, Okay. Yeah, I think my, um, that's when my supervisor had given me some days. and was just like, look, take a mental health break. I could feel like the anxiety and stress and just weight of the world on me that week. I could just feel it building. So I think once we actually went to the rental car company and secured the car, <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. Right. We headed to the South. Everything is about to be so much better. But yeah, like you said, Ty, I think once we got to Birmingham, we could breathe. I don't know. We could breathe. And I don't know if it was just like 
the Alabama air <laughs> or the fact right. that like, you know, as soon as we got to Birmingham, we were greeted by our two best friends, Whitney and Aisha. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. that was very comforting. Y'all, we stayed up to like, I don't know who we thought we were, but we stayed up until Child. like 530. We probably didn't get to Birmingham until like 11 p.m. And we yeah. stayed up to like 530 that morning just talking. And it just felt like such a relief, such a relief. Oh my gosh, Ty. I'm just remembering like <laughs> that day though. Because the thing oh, is, God. once we got to Birmingham, it was great. But that day was an adventure. <laughs> like from trying to get a rental car the day before, the airport being completely sold out in South Carolina. I don't know where people were going in South Carolina, but there were no rental cars with Enterprise at the airport. Oh my gosh. How could, how could I forget that? Y'all. I don't know. Oh my gosh. So, you know, trying to do the smart thing. We were trying to pick up our car the night before we were planning to leave. We should have been on the road at like seven at the latest eight o'clock that Friday morning. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So we tried to go the night before to pick up the car. Um, like Sabria said, Charleston's airport had no cars. And so by the time that we had tried to go pick up a car, all of the other places outside of the airport were closed. So we get up the next morning, Sabria's calling everybody trying to figure out, you know, like who has a car? Y'all tell me why nobody had fucking cars. <laughs> nobody had cars. <laughs> nobody in the whole city had cars. Oh my gosh. And mind you... <laughs> we're trying to get out of paying for this car. So I am calling my dad because he travels a lot for work. And I'm like, hey, do you have any points? You know, could you possibly help us get a rental car? He's like, sure, yeah, slides the points or whatever. But the next day, <laughs> I'm realizing, if not the day before, right. that I don't have my credit card. But for most of the rental car companies, they have been saying during COVID, you know, you can put, you can use your debit card um, or, you know, another method of payment for the car. So I'm like, okay, cool. Going here, trying to pick up the car the next day from the airport. Cause apparently you have 24 hours before your reservation is canceled to pick up a car. But the lady at the counter is like, really not trying to make eye contact, like really <laughs> does not care at all. And I'm like, hey, you know, I want to pick up this car. Points have already been applied. And she's like, okay, where's your credit card? Well, I'm like, well, <laughs> my credit card is in D.C. So <laughs> I have this handy dandy debit card that you could take because it's already paid for. So that was a whole mess. Thankfully, Ty came through. <laughs> Lord have mercy. We, so we left the airport again because we went back. Um, the next morning trying to figure it out. So we left the airport mm-hmm. again, go back to my granddad's house and we're like both on the phone. Mind you, <laughs> like we still had other stuff to do and we we're supposed to be on the road, supposed to like, you know, spend the five hours that it probably should have taken us to get there trying to find a car. A car. Um, so eventually we finally found a car. I called around to all of these places, but then I get there, y'all. A man has a car for me. A little Kia Soul has a car for me. He goes out. It needed to be cleaned. So that was like me waiting another 30 minutes for him to clean it out, um, do the check, you know, the road road test or whatever, make sure it's ready for the road. Y'all, he cleaned out this whole car. (laughs) 
Jesus. He cleaned out the entire car and then did the road test, came back in and was like, this car can't get on the road. I'm going to have to get you another car. So then because of mechanical because issues, because of mechanical issues, my Lord, like what? <laughs> so then he finally finds another car. Luckily, that one didn't have to be cleaned out. Um, but I'm just like, also, if that one didn't have to be cleaned out, how come you just didn't give me that one the first time? I'm, I was just so confused, whatever. Anyway, so we finally get a car. I go back to the house. We finish packing up the stuff. We finally get on the road. But I think that is very, that story is very, very important to the theme of our episode today. Um, mm-hmm. when we talk about change and adapting to change, cause goodness. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. when I tell you that me and Sabria just rolling with the punches. We would like give each other. Oh, girl! <laughs> we would give each other one look, and like we would understand what that look was. But yeah, we were literally rolling with the punches. I was, I was really reaching. <laughs> oh, but Ty, <laughs> here is just the best part, guys. I'm the one that's driving to Alabama, so it's all good and gravy. We're on the highway. We're driving, <laughs> and at some point. <laughs> I don't know what city we were in, oh my gosh. where we were, <laughs> but I turned to Ty and I said, you know what? <laughs> I think my period's about to come on. And so I was like, wait, but it's not supposed to come on until Monday. Like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. But the night before, when we were around our other line sister, I was feeling like cramps. I was feeling really uncomfortable. Like, you know, what's going on? <laughs> Y'all. Ty's like, okay, you want to stop? <laughs> so we pull over to this McDonald's. Baby, <laughs> the floodgates had opened. <laughs> and how many hours do we have left? Like two? I think we probably had two. Yeah, I think about two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, honestly, so close to being home. But that really was, that was something. (laughs) And I think at that point in the day, it was just like, all right, well, we've gone through everything we could possibly go through. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. It was all of that to say, y'all. It was a wild ride. Wild. Wild. And mind you, this was also just two hours outside of our hometowns of Opelika and Harvard. Because... (laughs) Listen, the theme of the year is save money. So we were going home first. Baby. Yep. We were going home first to pick up one of our family members' cars. So we just so happened mm-hmm. to pick up um Sabria's dad's car. So we had to go home first and then drive two yep. hours to Birmingham, Alabama. Yep. Shout out to our friend Courtney for literally being the best friend yes. ever. Shout out to you. He picked us up. <laughs> And took us to the country. Oh my gosh. Wow. But that was a mess too. Because as another side note, I'm not going to say this about everybody in Alabama, but in rural settings, oftentimes, you know, people just be driving, you know, they're not really worried about, (laughs) they're not really worried about like, do I have the right tags? You know, is my insurance in the car? You know, that is important. But I'm going to just say that is sometimes the least of the concerns. So we get to my dad's house, to the farm. My dad isn't there. Pick up the car, keys there, whatever. We're riding. I'm like, wait a minute. 
Is the insurance card <laughs> in the card at? Is the registration in the card? Do we have updated tags? <laughs> Thankfully, we did. Shout out to my dad. But that was a little nerve wracking because I'm just thinking like, we don't need to get to Birmingham and get pulled over, especially in this climate. Exactly, Y'all, it was, yeah, that was crazy. Even telling the story back right now is, I yeah. literally, I don't know, it must have been so <laughs> traumatic that I put it out of my mind because <laughs> I tell you what, when I got to Birmingham, I forgot that we went through all of that. <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> But honestly, like you said, getting to Birmingham that night was just such a relief. It, such it a was relief. therapeutic almost. And I think that's probably why we stayed up to 530 because it's been a while. It's been like a year and a half since the four of us have physically yeah. been in each other's presence. Um, yep. So, yeah, that was cool. Um, we played this game. It says on the box, it says the and, um, but it's by this company called the Skin Deep. You should follow them on Instagram too. They're pretty cool, but they have all of these little cars and we play a little friendship one um, with all these deep, intimate friendship questions um, and stayed up to 5.30 in the morning. Jesus. <laughs> and you know, Ty, as you're saying that, everything that has happened in the past couple of weeks have really all tied to the theme of change. Because even with that question or even with that game, we were literally talking about how our friendship has changed mm -hmm. and what it looks like now. And, you know, the things that we need from each other, the things that we want, like ways in which we appreciate, appreciate each other ways in which we, you know, want to see each other grow. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. Cause they're like, yeah, that game was really good, really good for um us coming back together after so long. But it really did hone in on the fact that like some of the things that I needed from you when we were here three or four years ago and we were all still in college or, you know, all still in mm -hmm. school um, have definitely mm -hmm. changed from now because we're in different. Our dynamic has changed. We're in different places physically. We're in different places in our journeys. So, yeah. And I will say on that note, too, because, you know, we all recently watched Insecure <laughs> <laughs> and Molly and Issa's relationship and how it's sort of like morphed into something new. And I just like am very grateful to have close friends who are just not about drama or holding grudges or just like any yeah. of that. You know, if there are issues, we talk about it. Oftentimes we don't like if we notice someone's in a mood, we just be like, okay, girl, like <laughs> go chill in the corner. We're going to keep kicking it. And when you're ready to come back, come back. And I also, I also um, think that's easier for us because none of us are really, and, and this is definitely not to say that we have never been these type of people. Um, and that's probably me speaking more for myself, but none of us these days are really. <laughs> None of us these days are really people that take stuff personally. Um, mm -mm. So we kind of all understand. Mm -mm. And we're also pretty good at like not projecting whatever that energy is um, that we might be experiencing to the other person without like telling them, hey, like yeah. this is going on. Um, yeah. So shout out to y'all because I, for people listening who don't know me, I probably have 
the worst attitude out of the group. Um, but you, you're definitely <laughs> way, 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 way better. Thank you. And I was saying all of that to say, like, shout out to y'all because y'all have always, y'all and Megan Morgan and Mariah, y'all have put up with this little two for some years now. So I just, you know, <laughs> I want to say thank you. Um, talking about the importance of change, y'all. Uh, my 25th birthday trip to Houston was a big Ooh. much. We talk about it all the time, but I guess, you know, since we're talking about change and, you know, how we've adapted to change, it might be a good time to tell the story. Yeah. My ahead. 25th birthday, um, shout out to my friends. They really came through. Not only did I have a surprise birthday party um, the week before we were going to Houston, or was that a few days before we were going to Houston? I can't remember. Um, but, you know, all of my friends came out for us to take a birthday trip to Houston. On the way to the airport, we're driving to Atlanta's airport from Birmingham. Um, and some of my friends were coming from other places. But on the way to the airport, y'all, my phone, I have no idea what happened, what it did. It just stopped working. But it was like still on, but the screen like just crashed. So I couldn't do anything on my phone. Y'all, my my mood <laughs> hit a swift decline. Change swiftly. Everybody was in like, my car. <laughs> if y'all could see my face oh right my now. Oh my gosh. It changed swiftly. I stopped talking. There was no music played in my car on the way to the airport. Or for the rest of the way. Mind you guys, mind you guys, the trip from Birmingham to Atlanta is about two hours. Yeah. Less, depending on how you drive. Yeah. So imagine getting like halfway through and there being no music <laughs> in the car going to Atlanta. We're about to go to Houston to have the time of our lives. <laughs> and Ty is literally not speaking. I am vivid i'm just like how dare my fucking phone do this to me on my birthday weekend and for anyone who doesn't know me i take birthdays very seriously um so this was just like not supposed to be happening part of the reason why i also turned the music off is because when i need to think i need to like really think so y'all we're already kind of running a little behind <laughs> to get to the airport I'm trying to find a T-Mobile store that is open. Literally, <laughs> mind you, mind you guys, there are like at least, including me, three other people in the car with Ty, with cell phones. We're all going on the same flight. Aisha had an extra phone because she had her work phone. She was like, Ty, you can just use my work phone. And I was like, I don't want your work no. phone. <laughs> I was like, no. I want to have my own phone locked into my own Snapchat, all of this stuff. Oh my gosh. It was ridiculous, y'all. So we get on the plane. I think Aisha had the free drink uh things. I ain't get no drink. I ain't want no drink. Silly. I went silly. Because <laughs> we were lit. Yeah, I think I went to sleep. <laughs> so we get to Houston. I'm still not talking, y'all. I'm still not talking. Get to Houston. We get to the Airbnb. I'm still not talking. I go in that room and lay down. <laughs> it was so bad. It Everybody was, so was in there bad. talking, you know, enjoying the Airbnb. I'm in there laying down. Megan gets there. 
Um, she's like, I hear her when she comes in. She's like, where's Ty? So Megan comes in the room. She's talking to me. I'm talking to her. I do believe I started crying. And I was just like, I just want my phone. Oh my gosh. I'm so dramatic. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Anyway. So, um, I finally come down a little bit, but by the time I come down, y'all, everybody done got ready to go to sleep. And I had got everybody these shot glasses with their name on it for the trip. Here I come out the room. Oh my gosh. Ty is crazy. Here I come out the room (laughs) trying to be all cute and all nice now. Like, I got y'all something. (laughs) So I'm just like, I got y'all something. And you know, I bring out the little cute shot glasses. Everybody thinks they're cute or whatever, but they still probably over me. Not even probably. I knew for a fact they were over me. Um, I'm sure we were all probably like, yeah, we'll turn up because it's your birthday. But bitch, after this, go to sleep. (laughs) So it still doesn't stop there because the next morning, while everybody was getting ready to go to brunch, I was like, y'all go to brunch. I'm going to meet y'all because I'm going to go get my phone. (laughs) So Megan, me and Megan, I'm in a better mood at this point, but still not the best. Me and Megan go to T-Mobile get my phone, then we catch an Uber to Breakfast Club, I think was the first place we went. Mm-hmm. So we catch an Uber to Breakfast Club. Y'all, I walk in there, I'm so happy. <laughs> Brand new. Brand new. <laughs> so happy. Lord have mercy, so happy. And then because I can finally get on Snapchat now, I can see that Aisha's boy, well, now fiance, Aisha's fiance had made me a little um, Snapchat filter for my 25th birthday. It was so cute, y'all. So cute. Um, mm-hmm. But then we had like a really good trip. So all of that to say, <sighs> change is important. <laughs> Y'all, yeah, I, honestly, that was so rough, but it was a good trip. It, it was a good trip. But like, seriously, 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 no. Change is super, super important. And it's important to really do that inner work um, for that inner change. Yeah. Because I don't know why I was like, well, I do know why I'm like that. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a bit of a control freak and I need things. I was about to say it's because of control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need things to go a certain way um but i have worked on those things and because Mm -hmm. an incident like that car rental incident usually would have sent me over it would have and ty was so calm it would have sent me over but these days i have really really learned to just roll with the punches because what else is there for me to do the energy, I can literally remember the energy that was inside of me on the beginning of that Houston trip when I didn't have my phone. And it was like, oh, what? Mm-hmm. A phone? Seriously? <laughs> a phone? I don't know. I feel like I've really just kind of learned to roll with the punches and just be like, okay, so we're here right now. What are the next steps that we can do for whatever? Because in this moment, there's nothing that's change, or I won't say nothing that's changeable, but I need to work with this moment and not what could have been done three minutes ago, five minutes ago, a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, I think that's like kind of where we differ because I'm typically the person that is calm in like really weird or should be stressful situations. Mm -hmm. Like, 
I'm trying to think of some examples because I think I'm like awkwardly calm to some people like when they would be crying or having a fit or whatever. Oh, for sure. What are some times? I'm trying to. I'm really trying to. I'm trying to think of a specific time too, but like your demeanor is just like very. She's always pretty much calm. So when she's not, you know, that's how you that's know. how you know. Um, one thing that I could say that she is probably not, and I still can't even say that you're not calm about it. Um, Sabria is definitely a um uh the de- the what's the saying devil in the details uh i think that is what they say either way she is very 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 detailed i mean down to the like finding <laughs> like the points that like you would be like girl i didn't even notice that until you said it and so it's stuff like that but i still can't even say like you're not calm during those times you you're very calm you just want it done and you're gonna be calm that entire 30 yeah. minutes working on whatever it is to get it right yeah but i still can't even say you're not calm then because you're definitely still calm. i think it's like <laughs> you've been you be in your own little world over there trying to get that detail right i think it's like when situations arise in life my first thought isn't like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? My first thought is like, okay, I'm going to adjust. And then as I'm trying to go through that adjustment, I have a freak out period. Mm. Like mm-hmm. things start to build and then I break and then I'm fine. But typically people don't see me have like a breakdown or have this like stressful moment because everything is so internalized. So if I am going through it, like you might see my facial expression change, but I'm probably not going to be vocal about what it all, you know, what all I'm thinking about. Yeah. Um, but I think too, my mom and I were actually having a conversation recently because we're both like experiencing transitions in our life right now. And she said, you know, you need to feel like you are in control of situations and in control of your life. And when it starts to feel like you're not, that's when you start to break down Mm -hmm. or that's when you start to get a lot of anxiety. And I guess I didn't realize that at first because I typically feel in control. Even if something happens, um, it doesn't really throw me off. And I know I can't control everything in life, of course, but I typically am like go with the flow, very flexible. Um... But lately, (laughs) you know, you have those times in life where you feel like everything is so clear and I can sort of predict what's coming next. I haven't felt like that for the past couple of weeks. I feel like everything that has been coming up has just been like out of nowhere, hitting me from the left to the right. And I think that has that has made things just a little more stressful. But I don't know. I I think it's also important to remember that we are in a whole pandemic, right? So, mm-hmm. so not only like you know, every year, every month, whatever, there are going to be some things that throw a little wrench in your in your plan, whatever. But then we had an entire yeah. pandemic to throw a wrench in our year, um, you know. And we were just yes. getting started in the year too. It was still first quarter. We had all these plans, all these things that we wanted to do, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden we have COVID. So it's like having to adjust to like your day-to-day different changes um, 
your day-to-day anxieties and then have a pandemic thrown in that, it is being crazy. I'm telling, listen, I was supposed to be, <laughs> this is summer 2020. Summer 2020 was supposed to be good to everybody. We were supposed to be out here getting the sunlight. I was supposed to be like living my weekends in Brooklyn, like looking for my black man, wherever you are, you know, I was you know, supposed to be back open to dating this summer. And now COVID has yeah. like <laughs> changed all of that. It's definitely changed. It's definitely changed. Yes. <laughs> um, so I think it's like COVID has forced a lot of us to adapt. Um, Mm-hmm. And shoot, like we, we're seeing it in the world, right? Like we saw with a, a lot of our jobs, a lot of our jobs were like, oh, you know, usually you can't work from home. And now all of a sudden, everybody can work from home. Um, so we saw with yeah. our jobs, we saw it in social media, we saw it in conferences. And now we're seeing it, or not now, but we've also been seeing it in our personal lives. It really afforded, uh, mm-hmm. it really forced us to have to make a change and, and more quickly than we thought we would have to. And I think that's where Ty and I are now. You know, we're both at the place now. We are, well, now I've actually moved. Ty is like pre- prepping to actually move. And both of those things kind of happened abruptly. Like I got an email from my landlord saying, hey, we're moving back to the States, into the house, <laughs> our house that y'all are in. Y'all have to get out, right. basically. It wasn't, it was a nice email, <laughs> but like, y'all have to move out by right. August. And so for me, I'm like, like I told y'all, I was calm, but did have a moment of like, what am, what is about to happen? Um, But, you know, like trying to find housing during a pandemic in dc and like we're all social distancing you can't really like go visit all these places you're reliant on the internet um to figure this all out so it was definitely a little stressful definitely has been a transition um i got got using craigslist i'm just throw that out there be careful (laughs) people because somebody definitely tried to hack some accounts but nonetheless um you know, I think that is another situation, another time really, really shows you, like, it gives you the opportunity to show um, or to test yourself, to de- to test your own growth and to see how you react. Because in that situation, getting the email and knowing I had limited time, I could have just, like, freaked out and broke down and been like, what am I going to do? How am right. I going to do this? Right. You know, and I think it's also hard for Ty and I as well. While we have friends in D.C. and New York, it's hard not having your family there. It's hard not being able to say, "Okay, yeah, I'll just go put some stuff in my mom's house or my grandma's house or like I'll get so and so to help me move. You know, it's a little more difficult as all of us. A lot of us live in places where we don't have our family. So it adds just like an extra layer of shit to navigate essentially you said something about like having to test your growth and i tell you what um Mm -hmm. (laughs) 2020 has been a year of the test because um i wasn't planning to be moving per se how i'm treating this transition period is more like a extended vacation if you will um (laughs) so basically I am deciding to like 
go home for a few months until I physically go back to work, which I don't think is going to be a lot for a long time. Uh, there are more than like 6,000 people in my building. So it's just like, how are you, how are you going to put us back in a building together where our desks are like not six feet apart from anybody that we work with? Um, so I don't think we're going back to work soon. All of that to say, I was just like, okay, if we're not going to be physically at work, I don't want to have to pay New York rent right now. And that's just, you know, that's just mm-hmm. being honest. But I think another thing that sparked this for me was also going on that road trip. So we went to South Carolina and then after Birmingham, we ended up going back to Opelika. And this is the first time. And I guess because I was actually around them for longer than a weekend at this point. Um, cause usually when I go home, I'm only there for a weekend, only there for a few days. And so because I was there for a longer time, this was the first time that I could see the change and the decline in my grandparents and how much help mm-hmm. they need and how much, you know, stuff they need. And my aunt is there with my grandmother. Um, but she's only one person. She works, um, you know, Monday through Friday. So she's only one person. And we do have some family there, but like a lot of the family members in both of those places around my grandparents are older. Um, so this is like the first mm-hmm. time that I've actually had to see the physical change in them. And um, mm-hmm. so I, you know, over the course course of that road trip, I was talking to my friends about it and I'm just like, I really think I'm gonna come home um, for the next few months or until we go back to work. So one, help out my grandparents. You know, I wanna change up their houses a little bit just to make it more comfortable for them as they are aging. Um, but also to save some money because <laughs> I'm paying rent yeah. here and, you know, I'm not going to work. There's, you know, New York is in phase two of reopening, but I ain't going out. So it's just like, you know, this is what I'm going to do. So it is for me a somewhat abrupt change, um, no matter how quote unquote planned it was. And I say quote unquote, cause like it was really a matter of a couple of weeks of me just deciding. Um, but I'm going to treat it like an extended stay. I'll be gone for, you know, maybe three months or if they call me back to work sooner, you know, we'll see. Um, but that's a change within itself because I've been in New York for three years. So even if I'm leaving for a couple of months, it feels weird. Um, so mm-hmm. I've been working past this like feeling of like, or reminding myself that this is not permanent because it feels permanent right. <laughs> and just reminding myself that like, Girl, you're not moving home for real, for real. Like at any point you could come back. Any right. point. Like, yeah, you want to save money, but like at any point you could come back. You <laughs> can still come back. Mm-hmm. If you go there for a week and you're like, yep, nope, I'm going back to New York. You can do that. Um, shout out to you know, mm-hmm. the freedom and the privileges that I'm afforded to be able to do that. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So that's like the little transition period that I'm going in now, just trying to, or going through now. Um, just trying to figure, trying to figure all of that out. It definitely was unexpected. Um, but with everything that's been happening with COVID, it's just like, it really has been an adjustment period. I think every day that we're in this pandemic is an adjustment in some ways. Like we all adjusted to being in the house more than we probably ever stayed in our house. And this is coming from a certified homebody. I don't go nowhere. <laughs> but this has been a lot. And I was going to say, as you were talking about your grandparents and just noticing changes, um, 
I think the trip home was not only, you know, eye-opening in some cases, but also just like very rewarding in a lot of ways. I think for me, um, one thing that was really impactful was just being able to go home and spend some time with my dad. As, as I've mentioned, um, I think on the episode, but if not, if you see my Instagram, you've seen pictures and videos of goats and animals and stuff like that. Um, so it was really just great to be able to go home and spend some time at the farm and just look at all that he has been able to accomplish, even in the midst of COVID. Um, you know, I know that a lot of us are beginning to focus on um, you know, locally sourced products, black owned products and supporting black businesses. And so I think that's one area we're talking about black farmers and agriculture that also needs the attention. So I don't know, that was like really just exciting for me to see him, you know, pulling fence and separating the pastures and getting new animals and having people really buy into and support what's happening at the farm. And this is coming from a guy who was literally born in Harlem, grew up in New York, and is like, always says he's playing farmer in Alabama. Um, But I think it's just kind of cool because I've been able to see, you know, how I have changed over the years. Um, I've always loved the farm, always been a country girl, but um, I don't know, just seeing how I've been able to change and morph with what's happening at the farm and with the business and really try to change my lens into thinking more like as an entrepreneur and what that would look like and actually how I could support my family. Um, and also like what legacy looks like for us. So I don't know, a lot of things have come up, but that was really, really just a great experience as a side plug. Stay tuned for honey in the fall. Listen, Hopefully, we'll be selling. Sabrina's dad's honey. Let me tell you something. It's <laughs> it's some of the best honey, y'all. And this is coming from a person who didn't like honey for a long time. I can't say no. I really didn't like it. Anyway, that is so, so weird. weird. But I didn't like it for a long time. But I tell you one thing: that honey there. Yeah, we're gonna have to put a link or something in the bio so y'all can get that. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, but I think it's so great that you mentioned like seeing the change in um or the growth in your dad and like how you all interact with each other, especially now as an adult, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think the dynamics between yeah. our parents, um, grandparents, uh for me, but I think seeing that the dynamic and how that's changed. Like me and my grandma's conversations mm-hmm. have changed. Like she talks to me more like I'm an adult these days. And she started that. She mm-hmm. started to do a little of that when I was in college. But now it's just like, and really y'all, yeah. It's open. And it's really <laughs> been since I've been 28, which has only been about six months now. So <laughs> I don't know. Like she'll just be talking to me mm-hmm. and she And when she catches herself trying to like, refrain from saying stuff she'll be like well you almost 30 so who am I to say that I can't talk to you about this and so (laughs) she has to justify it (laughs) so like we're really talking about a lot of other things these days um so it's really interesting to see that dynamic change even I feel like me and my granddad's conversations have always kind of been serious like yeah I was probably like an eight-year-old girl who knew a lot about 
nothing for real. Like I just knew what he was telling me about the economy and about money and about education and all of these things. But I was probably eight years old knowing me going around talking to folks like I knew, you know, everything there was to know about college. (laughs) But even his conversations with me still a little more on the serious side, but have changed. And we're talking more um, about his childhood. Shout out to Sabria, because while we were there, she got him into talking about like what it was like when he was growing up and like how he um, was 12 years old with like three different jobs. And, you know, my granddad was born in Mm -hmm. what, 38. So he was 12 in 1950. Um, so yeah, like conversations like that. Even yesterday, I was on the phone with my grandma for 40, 40 minutes and we were talking about like how she came up with my dad's name and um, how like our family nicknames got started. Um, my dad's name, his name was Marvin. And I was like, you know, so how did you give um, my dad his name? His name is Marvin Thaddeus, such a weird name. Even my grandma, she was like, <laughs> she was like me and my granddad, she was like, me and your uh, granddad, we were just young and dumb. Just dumb. She was like, <laughs> we, we were just so stupid. She was like, my back was hurting for two days. So we finally went to the hospital. And she was like, and I gave birth to a baby. We ain't have no bassinet. We ain't have, she was like, we ain't have nothing. And she was like, he spent two days in the hospital. And they were like, all right, we need to give him a name. She was like, and I couldn't think of one. And your granddaddy couldn't think of one. And then she, <laughs> and then she was like, so... When she was pregnant, she said my granddaddy used to always come in from work and he would touch her stomach and be like, hey, little Marv. And so she was like, okay. And she said she don't know where he got that from, but they named him Marvin. And then my granddad had an uncle named Thaddeus who helped them out a lot when they were here. Um, And so that's how he got the name Marvin Thaddeus. But it's like stuff like that, like conversations like that that we're starting to have now. Um that are really for me life-changing because there are things that I like just didn't know and things especially when it comes to my dad because there are things that he can't necessarily tell me about anymore um that he may not have told me before he left this earth so yeah that's been pretty cool recently so I think overall as we've mentioned y'all you know this time has just been filled with a lot of ups and downs a lot of transitions um, but I think it's been great because we've been able to seek out pockets of happiness and hope and just find ways to ground us. You know, as we mentioned, being in Birmingham was really just, I think, the fuel that we needed to keep pushing and to not get overwhelmed with everything going on. Like we took some time to literally play outside and run through a sprinkler (laughs) and that was probably the best experience and the most like feeling and exhilarating feeling that I've had in a long time just like a real true release from everything happening in the world right now like we found Um, joy in blowing bubbles so I think you know like what how old are we (laughs) yes listen if you haven't blown bubbles outside do it the big jump (laughs) bubbles too it was so much fun as we're reflecting on the past couple weeks and past couple months for us, like think about that for yourselves as well. Like call out the highs and calls, call out the lows that you have felt like acknowledge it all because it's all important, but you know, really take time to find ways to keep yourself grounded 
And if you need to take a break, again, as we have been saying, do that. Like, do it, you know? Um, No one else is going to be able to give you that break that you need. That's one thing that my supervisor was telling me as well. Like, everyone is still going to be expecting us to work just as hard and perform and do all these things. But it's up to us, again, to continue to prioritize our mental health. Right. And just kick it. Sure. I think (laughs) something that you just said is like, you know, people are still going to have their expectations of us. So I think it's also important to remember to have expectations for yourself um, around how you show Mm -hmm. up for yourself and what that looks like for you. Um, It's very important. And Mm -hmm. I also think something that's been important um, for both of us, because we've talked a lot about it. maybe even mention it on previous episodes, but having a shift in your perspective, um, it's so, Im- yes, I was going to mention yeah, that. Like that is, it's so, yes. About your move. Um, shoot. About my move, about the Houston trip, about all of that. Like, you know, like about the car rental yeah. is really all about having a shift in perspective. So like, yeah, it sucked that we had to go through everything that we had to go through with, um, the car rental, but we were still able to rent a car. We still got to our destination. We still like, right. so it was fine. And once we got there, it was fine. Mm-hmm. Like our friends, they expected us to be there mm-hmm. like 4 PM, but they were still there with open arms at 11 PM. So like, it was fine. And I think, I think what's been good for yeah. me with adjusting to change um, in this past year has probably been shifting my perspective and just saying like, you know, this is fine. Like, and it's going to be fine. And one thing that we tend to talk about um, all the time is that like, it's all going to work out. Even if, even if y'all, even if it doesn't work out the way that you wanted it to, or you thought it was supposed to work out, it's going to work out. And sometimes you might not see that for you know, a couple of hours. Sometimes you might not see it for a couple of days. Sometimes it might be a couple of years down the road for you to finally just be like, you know what? That really worked out for me to be the person that I was supposed to be or for me to get to the place that I was supposed to get to. Um, You know, like I never saw myself wanting to live or move to New York City. It literally worked out. It literally worked out. Now I love this place. You know, I've made substantial moves with my career in this place so it's just like you know it literally always works out and so like again y'all always hear us say you're not gonna always get this right every time you learn a lesson you're not gonna always pass the test every time you come come upon something new you're not gonna always get it right and that's fine um but shifting perspectives has really helped me to adapt to change a little quicker than I used to in the past so that's been big for me. I think if I could leave you all with anything, it would probably be to shift perspectives um, when change does arrive. Yep. I think that we have probably talked y'all's heads off today about a lot of random things, but just keep in mind some of the gems that we dropped and some of the lessons that we've learned along the way. would love to hear feedback from you all. After this episode is released, leave reviews, comments, DM us. Let us know how you're feeling. Um, Yeah, we're going to try to jump back into this thing, guys. I think we really just needed some time to refuel. But 
the energy is building yeah. back up. And <laughs> as always, you've got your shit and we do too. But here is the place where you can clean it up. Bye, y'all.